to Education, Leadership, and Beyond, Surviving and Thriving. My name is Andrew Murata, host of the show, and it is show number 211. Happy to be live here on Facebook. Proud member of the Education Podcast Network, Voice Ed Radio Canada, and wherever it is that you are consuming your podcast, we're happy to be on if you're listening on iTunes. Uh, and we are happy to be rolling show number 211 uh, here on Education Leadership Beyond. The school year is winding down here in the Northeast. Uh, we're going to meet Jessica Napier. Uh, her school year is done there in Kentucky, but we are going to meet her in a moment. But if you're here in the Northeast, we're winding down. We're not counting the days. We're making the days count. And uh, coming down the stretch of school, uh, excited about all there is about the ending of school, award ceremonies, kids moving up, all that kind of stuff, and then turning the page towards next year. So um, I'd like to thank today's sponsor of the show, Havsies Cookies. If you haven't got a Father's Day gift, right, Father's Day is here this uh, weekend, you want to send cookies to somebody, check them out. Havsies Cookies, they're a local company up here, small business, and great stuff, literally, cookies cut in half. Uh, and they're fantastic. My friend David Mafai, uh, use discount code Marada15. Again, discount code Marada15 has these cookies, and we appreciate uh, them sponsoring today's program. All right, let's get rolling. We are going to meet Jessica uh, Napier here on show number 211. And what are some, what are some, you know, healthy habits that you have here for the summer? Jessica was a uh, career uh, health teacher, um, someone who leads a healthy lifestyle. And, and, you know, I've been reading a lot, doing a lot here with the warmer weather. And what are some things that are healthy habits for you? Um, and, um, you know, what are, what are some things that you're going to do this summer, right? Sometimes there's a summer slide, right? Maybe we're eating too much junk food. Maybe we're doing things uh, in the summer, not exercising where, um, you know, maybe when we're more on our, our schedule, we're doing that. So a couple of things. Number one, I, I do the seven C's. I know we just talked about halves these cookies, but I'm not going to have any here uh, until the end of the summer. But the seven C's, cake, cookies, chocolate, cola, candy, cookies, sorry, David, and complaining. Seven things uh, that I give up for the summer. Going to bed early. I've been going to bed at nine, getting up at five, working on my nighttime, going, you know, winding down routine. Reading, right? Uh, one of the things I picked up here from the Miracle Mile is savers. In the morning, silence, affirmation, visualization, uh, exercise, reading, and scribing savers write those down uh fantastic way to start your day just motivating and inspiring so just a couple of healthy things that that i'm trying to do this summer and i thought i'd pass them on to you since we are going to be talking to not only a new principal but she's also a uh, uh a health education teacher for many years let's meet her right now let's bring her into the show here this is jessica napier from kentucky jessica welcome to the program Hey, how are you, Andrew? Thanks for having me. It's nice to have you. I see you made a quick location change here. Yeah, I um, 
I've been doing a PD for Jefferson County Schools today, and they just told me that they were setting the alarm at 4.30, so I just ran out to my car and hopped on my hot spot. <laughs> How about that? Always on the move. It's okay. Well, spe speaking of the move, Jessica, you just became a principal, uh, your first principal position, uh, yes. and it's, it's still County Middle School in Kentucky. Tell me a little bit about that step in your career. Well, you know, my teaching career began in Estill County back in 2002 and I uh, taught there for a year and then I went home and I was home for 18 years um, and, and I taught health and physical education for 17 of those years and I was an assistant principal for the past two. And, um, you know, something in last year occurred and I, I depend on my faith quite a bit. So I felt like God was kind of making me feel a little bit uncomfortable, pushing me in a different direction. And so I applied for some leadership positions and uh, I got the one closest to my home and it just so happens to be where I started my career. And so I think it would be very poetic to be able to finish my career there. Um, so I'm now the principal at Estill County Middle School in Irvine, Kentucky. And I'm still living in my at home in Beattyville, which is about a 25-minute drive. But it's a beautiful um, area in southeastern Kentucky. It, it's it's beautiful. My my new school is gorgeous. I love driving there every day. Fantastic. Well, congratulations. Yeah. Thank so you. tell us, tell us, Jessica. You know, you're going to get started there. It's your first principal job, but it's somewhere you've been. What are two or three top things you're looking to kind of accomplish as you settle into that role? Well, this summer, my main things are going to be two things. Uh, one is going to be my relationships, my relation to develop relationships with the staff and um, the leadership there. And my second focus is going to be to learn the systems of the district because, you know, 20, 10 minutes, 20 minutes down the road in another district, systems are still different. So I'm going to take the time this summer just to get to know the people and the systems. And one thing that I started just last week uh, was uh, we called them listen and learn sessions with staff members where they come in one-on-one -on -one and we all answer uh, the same three questions. And that is what's working well, uh, what needs improvement, and then what do you need from this chair that I'm sitting in, from the principal's chair? What do you need to feel supported? Um, and the, those have been really, really good conversations. Awesome. And you're, it sounds like you're asking uh, uh, the right questions so uh, again, our audience is going to get to know you over the show here, but you were a health and PE teacher for a long time yeah. uh, and also a highly recognized, you were teacher of the year uh, in Kentucky, as well as through your national organization. Tell me some of those skills that you learned by being an excellent teacher that you're going to take with you now into your role as an administrator. You know, consistency in teaching is always the key. But I think even more than that is, especially in the health education field where it's so personal, is really just getting to know your students and getting to know the needs of your students. And I think that can be applied to any classroom setting, uh, whether it's you know personally when it's related to personal health or instructionally when it's related to the learner sitting in front of you. I feel like especially after COVID, we have kids that are scattered all over the place. You know some. Some thrived in that home situation where they were on virtual instructions and some didn't. So we do have students who are just scattered in our classrooms and those gaps have become wider. So I feel like getting to know the individual needs of your students, no matter the content that you're teaching, um, is the most critical component 
of education now. And what do you think you'll do differently, Jessica, going from uh, a vice principal uh, to a principal? What, you know, what do you think uh, will be different about the job? Well, already I've noticed some differences. Um, the responsibilities are a little different. You know, I didn't handle a lot with budgets and finances as an assistant principal, but I am. Um, and I feel like I, the picture is a lot broader now that I am a principal. You know, as, a, as an assistant principal, my roles were kind of specialized, but now I realize that as a principal, my job isn't necessarily to do everything in the building, but I need to know about everything that's going on in the building. And so my, feel like my my picture my scope just got a lot wider than it was before yeah and jessica as a health teacher 18 years uh and i don't know if you heard the opening segment because you were on the move you know yeah. what would you say would be some healthy tips that you can offer leaders that, that watch the show here this summer maybe things they can do to to recharge right like people think you know you got to get rest but people think sleeping in is a way to you know recover and I, I disagree, right? I think there's yeah. a, a better way. But what would be some, some advice you would offer uh, to leaders who are looking to maybe do some things a little more healthier in their life? Sure. No, I did hear your your opening segment and I really like the C's. I really like how you how you phrase that. Um, and, and what I was thinking when you were saying those things it is exactly what you just said is staying on schedule um, and building in time for rest and relaxation. And, um, you know, don't sleep in till noon is my philosophy. Uh, now, I do get plenty of rest, but I do st think staying on a schedule is going to help you even rest even better as school starts because getting off schedule is one thing that kind of throws me off. Uh, some other things I like to do during the summer that are healthy, it does give me more time to get outside. I love to go hiking. I live near near Red River Gorge in Kentucky, and there's beautiful hiking trails. So I do get outside a little bit more in the summer. Um, that's super helpful. And I get a lot more exercise during the summer, but some other things that I focus on health wise that really help me. Um, number one, I make sure that I get a lot of protein. I get enough protein that keeps me healthy. It keeps my immune system boosted. It keeps, um, keeps my appetite kind of steady, my blood sugar kind of steady early in the morning. Um, so for me, it's mostly staying on schedule, getting protein, and drinking enough water. Those are the things that I really try to focus on. Um, now I do try to limit those other things like you just said too, Andrew. I do like to limit sugar as much as possible. I mean, I don't completely cut it out, but um, I do try to limit sugar as much as possible. My main focus in that area is to limit the high fructose corn syrup, which uh, in my family has caused a lot of liver issues um, mm -hmm. because your body can't do anything with it except store it as fat. And that is very taxing on the liver. So. Those are just some things that I try to do during the summer. Um, well, really, I like, I like to do those across the board. The main things I do in the summer that I don't normally do in the, in the during the school year is to get outside a little bit more, honestly. Yeah, the fresh air, the, the natural light, absolutely. Um, Jessica, everyone has a little bit of a different style. Are you a, are you a nighttime uh, uh, owl or are you a morning warrior? Where, where are you at your best? Um, I, these days I'm a, I'm a morning warrior, um, uh, cause I have the drive, a little bit of a drive now. So I do enjoy getting up early so that I don't have to rush on the road. Um, that drive does kind of 
you know, let me drink my coffee on the way to work and uh, think about the day and get myself organized. And I like it on the way home, too, because it lets me kind of clear my head and get focused on my family before I walk into the door. But no, these days I'm definitely more of a morning person and I'm trying to stay on that schedule this summer because I know that it's going to be important for me to get up early in the morning so that I can drive safely to work, honestly. Yeah. And sometimes the summer we get out of uh, our right. schedule. I would recommend that Miracle Morning. Uh, if you uh, listen to that, it just, I don't know, okay. kind of tra transformed uh, my morning. So really, uh, really good stuff. Um, uh, Jessica, you, as part of being the National Teacher of the Year uh, with your the, the Shape America's Health uh, program there, you're also a presenter. Uh, and that's where you and I met uh, at, at the principal summit. You you were a presenter. You you came in from another presentation. Uh, tell me about that part of your life, and and you know what, what are you presenting on? Well, I I continue to present because that's honestly how I recharge. I love sharing my knowledge with other health educators, and it, it seems to empower them. Today we had a phenomenal presentation, a six-hour presentation. Uh, at Jefferson County Public Schools. They invited us to come in. And today I presented on creating performance assessments for health ed, because I don't know if you know a whole lot about health ed, health ed standards, but the health education standards are mostly skills-based. And so if you just give multiple choice tests, you know, written prompts, it doesn't necessarily allow the students to demonstrate the skills that they can do. And so in health ed, the, the trend is to go more towards performance-based assessments. And so today we spent six hours with about 25, 30 health teachers helping them develop performance assessments for their health education programs. And the liaison from Jefferson County Public Schools created this amazing performance assessment library website that we're going to use for the state of Kentucky. I also work with some with Kentucky Shape, which is our state affiliate of Shape America. I'm on the health cadre there. And so that's something that we've wanted to do for a couple of years since the inception of the health cadre. But um, really this liaison in Jefferson County has the capacity and the technology savviness, I suppose, to help us get that rolling. So that's something that we're super excited about. Yeah. So some other things that I present on is just staff wellness and how to um, to incorporate that during the day and some resource, putting resources out there in the hands of leaders and teachers in order to promote staff wellness. Yeah. And is it something, Jessica, like how, you know, I know a lot of principals do want to present and they, they kind of don't know how to go about it. Like, is that something you carve out time in your schedule to reach out to these organizations? Are they reaching out to you? Like, how do you go to become a presenter? Well, you know, being part of Kentucky Shape here in Kentucky, Kentucky Shape is the kind of go-to organization for health and physical education uh, teachers. So I'm on the board there. So so that's just kind of a responsibility that we take on. Um, we kind of pr we prov provide a lot of professional development for health and ed physical educators. Uh, where we met, Andrew, I was presenting at KASA, the Kentucky Association of School Administrators, and actually they reached out to the Kentucky Department of Education and to Kentucky Shape about us presenting on staff wellness at that time. So that's what we were presenting on to leaders uh, is how do you incorporate staff wellness during the school day and what are some ways, ways to do that? So usually they reach out to me, especially since getting the National Teacher of the Year award. Um, unfortunately, I think, you know, accepting this principal role, I'll take a step back from presenting. 
simply because I want to get a good solid foundation with this leadership and get this school rolling in the right direction. Um, and I might save those for the summers from here on out, but it is something that I truly enjoy and it does recharge my batteries for sure. I agree. Uh, you know, people think it's more work. I think it's something that, that helps you uh, there. So um, I know you've had some, some good mentors in your, in your life too. And you shared a couple here, um, you know, your college basketball coach is one. And I know you read John Maxwell. Um, why don't you share a little bit about your coach, uh, Dr. Lori uh, Larkin, uh, and, and what she's meant to you in your life? Oh, wow. She's been in my life for a really long time. She was my assistant college basketball coach. I played basketball at Berea College back in, gosh, from 96 to 2000. Um, and she was also my health education mentor at Berea College. She went on, she went on a couple years later and she is still currently teaching at Eastern Kentucky University. But she's been one of those people where who I can reach out to and she'll give me honest, constructive criticism. And I know without a shadow of, doubt, of a doubt that she has my best interests at heart. Mm. Um, but she'll be completely blatantly honest. And um, she'll encourage me, you know, to go in the direction that my heart's pulling towards. And she's always been the person that I can call and say, hey, I'm thinking about this. What do you think about this? And she'll be completely honest with me and completely transparent. Um, John Maxwell, um, I love listening to the Maxwell Minute. Uh, he just gives a, you know, a soundbite every morning, usually on a topic. I think his, his, I think the way it works is his, his uh, leadership team just sits him down in front of a camera and throws out a topic and he just talks about it for one minute. And so uh, he, he is just amazing at, at just spitting, you know, spouting off all of this leadership information leadership information. He's just a wealth of knowledge. I've read several of his books. Um, the Irrefutable Laws sits on my desk at this moment, um, and I refer back to that one periodically. We did that one as a book study at my previous school as a leadership team. Yeah. No, he's fantastic and certainly a role model uh, for us. Uh, Jessica, we spoke a lot about the summer here, and, and it is a time to recharge. What are some things that you're going to be intentional about in terms of sharpening your own saw sharpening your own leadership what are you, i'm going to work at you know these few things i am going to work at um sharing my vision for our school with our teachers that's going to be hard to do when teachers are scattered across you know over the summer but i'm really going to be intentional about reaching out to them and getting to know them as much as i possibly can I'm also going to be intentional about learning the systems of the district because, like I said earlier, you know, districts do things differently, um, even within the same state or even within, you know, the same school district, schools do things differently. So I'm really going to be intentional just about learning those processes and learning the people because I feel like those two things are so valuable in doing and I, I need to get those right. I need to get the relationships right and I need to get the systems right because I want to give myself and our school the best solid foundation that I possibly can here at the beginning. It's important and it's, it's good that you're thinking about those things. I, I, you know, I'm finishing my first year in, in Port Jervis Middle School and Learning the processes, learning, uh, as you say, systems uh, is very mm -hmm. important. So I concur with you. Uh, Jessica, what was something you wanted to talk about that I, uh, I didn't ask you? Um, I would like to ask your advice 
Andrew. I know that you 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 offer you know principal leadership conferences. You you present at leadership conferences. You offer your advice. What are as a young principal myself? What are the most important qualities that I can bring to my school? That's my question to you. Great question, and uh, sometimes the audience members do flip it around on me, uh, you know, but good for you, right? You're learning, you're always looking, seeking knowledge. Um, you mentioned the word vision, right? I think it is important as leaders, we share our vision, but we do it in a collaborative manner. Uh, student voice, staff voice has got to be something we incorporate. Uh, you know, if we, if we just say, hey, we're going this way, and you're not bringing your people along with you or including them, you know, it's, it's tough to get people to follow you without, without, you know, the buy-in, right? Um, so I would say, you know, sharing your vision in a collaborative manner is, is, is probably number one. Uh, you got to be resilient. Um, you know, there's a lot of ups and downs and, and, uh, you know, you were a, a basketball player, health teacher, healthy lifestyle, if you get down and you, you know, I say you got to be the most energetic person in the building, uh, but this job can get you down and COVID and uh, a lot of, a lot of negativity around education uh, recently here and uh, people leaving the profession. We, we have to be the biggest cheerleader. We have to be carrying the banner for the profession. Uh, so I share a lot of times, you know, sometimes you got to act differently than you feel. You had a bad day. You had a bad night. Publicly, you can't, you know, you can't really kind of show that, you know. Uh, and the last thing I would say, you've been teaching a long time, right? I don't think knowing you, Jessica, um, I don't think you taught, you know, for 18 years doing the same thing, right? You taught one year at a time, 18 times, a different year, a different thing. So every year is a little different. What are we doing to get better? What are we doing to be creative? What are we doing? to reinvent ourselves because as leaders, if we don't sharpen ourselves, we don't get better, we're going to get dull, right? And I think that that lowers our value uh, to the community. So, and certainly you're going to get an evaluation, right? Jessica, we all, we all have uh, bosses. You're going to get an evaluation. I don't think on your evaluation, I'm going to take a wild guess. It doesn't, you know, the word significant isn't on there. There's test scores, there's this, there's that. You know, but I, I would challenge you to be significant in the lives of the people you serve. So that's what I would say to you. And I appreciate you asking me a question. Sure. <laughs> yeah. The only other thing that I would want to share, um, I was thinking about in preparation for this talk, is what does leadership mean to me? You know, and there's all these theories out there, transformational leadership, transactional leadership. There's all and all of those have their have their qualities their servant leadership so in thinking about what type of leader i want to be i want to be one that empowers the people in my building to be the best versions of themselves that they possibly can be whether that be teachers or students or other staff members you know i want to help them see the value that they bring every day and i want them to to approach me with their needs and I want to help them as much as I possibly can just to be empowered to be the best versions of themselves. And it sounds cliche, but that is truly what I want to be.
And, you know, how about I'll be successful? I don't know, but I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to give it a whirl, as I've been saying for the past three weeks. I'm going to give it a whirl. I'm going to go for it and see what happens. And so I will hope that, um, you know, people out there who are trying to decide whether if they want to step into leadership or should I get out of the classroom or do I think I, do I need to go back into the classroom? I don't know. Give it a whirl. I mean, you know, be flexible. And um, if you're not happy where you're at or if you feel like uh, you have qualities where you can offer some people a different point of view, then just go for it. That's what I did after 18 years. And, uh, and right now I'm honestly in a position where I'm happy and I'm inspired every day. And, and I want people to feel like that, too. So I hope that I bring that to my new school at Estill County Middle School. We'll see. We'll see what the future holds. Good for you. You got the right attitude. They're lucky to have you. And you're right. It is about helping others. It is about inspiring others and helping them reach the uh, reach that people are down. So kudos to you, Jessica. Let's get to some rapid fire questions. Right. These are, these are quick answers here. I know I'm on a little, okay. little delay, but let's let's do it. You okay. did great on this interview. Uh, last book you read. Oh, the 21 Irrefutable Laws by John Maxwell. Last movie you saw? Uh, Thor, Ragnarok, or however you say that. <laughs> Favorite dish? Ooh, chicken. My mama's chicken and dumplings. Uh, favorite place to travel? Travel? New York City. Come on. When was the last time you were there? I was there Christmas uh, three years ago. I took my little cousin for her 16th birthday. Right before uh, COVID, yeah. 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 And uh, our friend A.J. Bianco from New Jersey's watching. Maybe you connect with him uh, as well. Yep. He's, a, he's a fan of the program. Uh, what is a journal or a blog you subscribe to? Ooh. Facebook group principles of principles. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm in there with you. Uh, yeah. you're, you're a health teacher. You're a health person. What is a stress reliever that you go to? Uh, these days it's driving. Driving home, that's been my stress reliever. And I, I don't turn the radio on in the, in the afternoons. I just kind of chill and be and focus on the road. That's been relieving my stress. That's nice. Uh, a pet peeve of yours, what's something that gets under your skin? Oh, negativity. Um, you know, not willing to change, not willing to see another person's, not willing to look at a situation from another person's point of view. Not being empathetic. Good answer. At 8 a.m. on Saturday morning, I feel, fill in the blank. I feel pumped at 8 o'clock on Saturday mornings. That's nice. You get the whole weekend in front of you, right? Yes. Best purchase under 100 bucks that has had a great impact on your life. Um, today it was my clicker. <laughs> It allowed me to focus on the group that I was presenting to rather than the technology. And I was very grateful for that today. Give, give me one victory from today's presentation. Ooh. I learned something from a fellow presenter. It's called a tuning uh, feedback protocol. And it's something I'm going to do in our next faculty meeting. It's quite, um, gives two minutes for the group to present what they just worked on. It gives one minute for the group to uh, ask the question, or no, 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 to make statements that say, I like about their presentation. And then it gives another minute for the audience to say, I wonder, 
and that is, you know, more of a critique. So I love that and that it's very focused and that it keeps us on, on task. It's not like a conversational feedback piece, but it's more of true feedback. And eventually you loop around to where it becomes more conversational, but that aspect of it, I really, really like. It's called the tuning protocol. Tuning protocol. I like it. Yeah. yeah. If I were to come to a barbecue at your house this summer, you know, what would you say? You got to try the, and what would that be? Uh, you got to try my mama's potato salad with your barbecue. Nice. Louisville University of Kentucky or somebody else? University of Kentucky, baby. I bleed blue. <laughs> Go Wildcats. What's, what's one thing you're curious about? I am always curious. Hmm, that's a good one. I don't know. I'm, I'm always curious about how people perceive me. Does that, does that like how they accept what I say. Mm. I'm curious about that. And I like to read the room when I walk in, you know, and say, Hey, um, are they, or if I'm presenting, I like to read the room and I'm curious and always trying to find out, you know, did the, did the audience understand what I'm saying? How do, do I need to revisit that? Do I need to restate it in a different way? So that piques, that piques my curiosity. And as principal, you asked me, you know, like you don't get a lot of feedback. You know when something goes wrong, but it's you don't get a lot of feedback. So that is something that you do have to, you know, really keep your your eyes on. Are they are they buying what you're selling? You know, yeah. All right. Well, Jessica, you mentioned about presenting and stuff, and you know, maybe yeah. people want to collaborate with you. I know you and I are going to collaborate as newer middle school principals. Uh, what is the best way people can get in touch with you? Um, Twitter. My Twitter handle is at Napier Jess. That's N-A-P-I-E-R-J-E-S-S. -S. Yeah, I'm on there quite frequently. Um, and I, I like I get notifications and messages. That's how AJ and, or, uh, Andrew and I have um, communicated here the past few weeks. So I'd say Twitter is the best way to reach out to me. Awesome. Uh, well, uh, Jessica, it was an honor to have you on. Uh, we are going to uh, sign off here. I wish you the best uh, in your new position. And whether it's, it's me, whether it's somebody out there, a listening audience, right? It's good to have mentors. It's good to have people like you had talked about bouncing those things off. Uh, so uh, let's, let's keep our leadership community together growing. And uh, I appreciate you uh, coming on. Hey, I appreciate you. And, and I just want to echo that back to you. Please continue doing what you're doing, Andrew. You're making a difference. Your presentations are amazing. This, um, your, your podcast are are good. So keep just keep doing what you're doing, man. It's it's very beneficial and very helpful. Cool. And I see my friend AJ's watching. He's another great leader. Uh, so that's good stuff. I appreciate that, um, Jessica. Uh, I do want to give a shout out to our um, sponsor again, uh, Havsies Cookies. Right? You said you don't cut out all the all the good stuff. Uh, Not all of it. No. So Havsies Cookies. Check them out. Uh, discount code Murata15. And if I could help you in any way. Don't hesitate to reach out at Andrew Murata, uh, 21 on Twitter. Jess and I, Jessica and I are going to sign off here on show number 211. Uh, keep surviving and thriving and keep rolling. Jessica, you stay on the line for a second, okay? All right. All right. We're going to sign off here. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Uh, and, again, keep rolling.